Okay, so today's daf we don't learn daf nun chet, and the way we ended yesterday's shir was regarding a bodazar related to a house. So isra'im a bodazar, because that related to the mishnah. Because the mishnah, the in the mishnah was regarding is a bodazar how is it metames the masal magat, if you recall. And then we also talked about where we ended the shir was talking about is there a difference between mesham sheha and the and the bodazar itself. And it sounded like there wasn't. And we said, no, that's talking about a house which one worshipped. And we said, it's actually not necessarily that they worshipped. Just to finish, which means that, where Rokhaim explains it, that someone bowed to worship the stones and used that in the construction. Why? Because if it's talking about bowing to the houses, that's machloket. Now, what I'm sharing with on the sheet is a lot of things are changing in this stuff. I've sort of highlighted, on the right-hand side, you've got the Girsu and Agamara. On the left-hand, you've got the way the Rebbe Chaim moves things about. It probably would be easier to follow on the sheet. Um, I might actually do it myself, um, because you can see that certain things are taken out and put much later on, and there's the Shinra Girsu's all the way along. So let's have a look. We'll follow on the sheet then. Now, so we skip the next line a bit, because that's going to be inserted much later on. The Amr Abzira says Rav Chuna B'Shem Rav, this is important Rav, this is HaMeshtachavela Bait Asro, some bows to a house, so he's worshipping some sort of house, house structures in Avodah Zarah, he would make it Asro. However, Rav Zira said, Rav Yavah B'Shem, B'Shem Rav Yochanan, HaMakdishet Abait, if someone's Makdishet Abait, he's, in other words, he, he gives out of the base of Midrash, if you like, Ein Mo'alin Bo, insert the word Ein here. Now, the, what it seems to be is that's a stira. Why? Because the question is, if I've got something that's Talush, Besoth, Chibro, it was a, is it considered Mechubar? Now, something's Mechubar, for example, Ahar, someone worships Ahar, based on the Torah, you know, Alavadas, the Alavadas, it's on the Harim, it's on the Har itself. It says, Elohim, Elohehem, Aleharim, as Reb Chaim says, then it's something's Mechubar wouldn't become Asul. Ahar, mountain doesn't become Asul. Rav is of the opinion that if you build a house, it was talush, and you then connect it, it still considers like talush. However, we have a relationship here between that and makdish abayit. Why? Because also there's an isur me'ila. So if I give up something based on midash, I want to get personal benefit from it. It says, ain me'ila v'mechubar either. So the fact that Rabbi Yochanan says a makdish abayit ain mo'alimba means he understands that what? Talush v'lasob chibro is considered mechubar. As, as the Gemara continues, Abi. Yeah, Amarebi Zeura says, Habi Rabbanan Pluga seems to be a machloket. Manda Ama Asur Asru Moolimbo, Manda Amar Lo Asru Ein Moolimbo. So the two sukyot go hand in hand. In other words, if the house is going to be Asu Mishumah Vadazara, then, I mean, it's considered detached, then it'll be Asu Mishumah as well. But not, and, and if it's not going to be Asu Mishumah Vadazara, the house, that's considered Mechubar, so it won't become Asu Mishumah so that's so we see here we've set up a machlok if you like between Rav and Rav Yochanan regarding um, something is talush for the is it considered mechubar or not? So let's continue. The flow in the Gemara is pretty straightforward now. But this part, hey, Rav Chagai kamed Rav Yosa matnita pligi a Rav. Our Mishnah seems to be cholak on Rav. Why? It says well, not our Mishnah. It's a Mishnah in um, Kalim. It says hashoket shabasela ein mamalimba. Now what's a shoket? Shoket's like a trough. What are we talking about? We're talking about filling up the water for mechatat. Okay, now again, mechatat is the water that you take the ashes from the pradoma and it's, it's sprinkled on it, and that becomes mechatat. That's what's used to matar someone who become tamamet, uh, part of the Torah process there, third and seventh day, etc. Um, however, what, what it's saying is, shoket shebasela, if we're dealing with a trough that's built into a rock, that's considered mechubar. Why? Now, I'll, I'll have to read a little bit more here. 
In other words, if it's consider if you take it from the shock and pour it into it's not going to help. Because it's not considered because it's no longer considered drawing main chayim. It's just from a different location now. The tanina the chibra if it was a kli already and then you attached it to who kli afilu Meaning, when's it considered a kli? That's because it was prepared chakaku olasof chibra. Meaning, kibur shekvar hayakli batalush. However, ha im chibra vachakachakachakaka. If, however, you get a big rock and attach to the ground and then carve it out, which is a reisha and reisha brim rechaim still ein memelimba afagav the sela talush minchila. Even if it was attached and detached in the beginning, lo chashiv kli. Meaning, the issue with a shoket is, again, is if it was a pre-existing kli and then attached to the ground. But if it was detached and then attached, and then you chakako, then it would be considered, it would be considered chabor. Now, the question is, what is the house like? He says, back in the Gemara, here we're um, switching a few words, isn't a house like it was the case where you've got the, the stone on its own, attached it, and then carved it out? Why? Isn't it like comparable to the case where you took the rock and then carved it out? And that Mishnah says by, by Bimpara that it is considered Mechubar. Because a house... You're constructing with stones. Hilkach, it's as if it's chibro and then soft, and then it's as if it's carved out, then the, the, it takes form, if you like. Okay? And therefore, it seems to be a kasha on Rab. In other words, once again, Rab says, even if it's talush, the soft chibra, it's considered talush, it's considered detached. Therefore, if mishtachavela bayit, the whole house, all the stones would be asur, mishumavodazara. And we see clearly when it comes to the case of the shoket, that if it wasn't a pre-existing kli, and you attach to the ground and cover out, it's considered as if it's attached to the ground. So how do we answer according to Rav? My Avile Rav, what does Rav do? Patala situtan shel avanim higmar malachtan. What does it mean situtan? Meaning, Ariel Chaim once again. When it came to this shoket, the reason why if it's chibru v'sof chakaku is because the kli was finished, if you like, when it was attached to the ground. The bricks you're using for this house, the stone bricks you're using, the actual forming of those bricks, that's the Gemar Malacha for the bricks. So therefore it's not like Chibru V'sof Chakaku. Instead it's like Chakaku V'lasof Chibru, which that Mishnah says would be considered detached. That's how we explain Torah. Therefore it's not a Kashal Arab. Okay? Now what we do is insert the piece we we took out earlier. So now we're going to bring, and then we're going to bring something from later and bring it earlier. It's, uh, we move things around. So again, it might make, make, make sense. So now we ask the question, For one second, there are three houses that the Gemara discusses. And how it says one of the things is, if you that seems exactly like Rav, isn't it? That the whole house would become Asu. And then it, the, the Gemara says, no, how can we answer? Well, uh, not shouldn't be chidsho, it should be achar kach, it should say. 
So I, with all the girsa changes, I forgot to change that one, right? In other words, it must be that you bow, according to Rabbi Yochanan, because if a house is already constructed, bowing to it's not going to make it the asubahana. So it must be you bow to the bricks and then build it together like the terrace we brought before. But one second, we've got another mission now. We're inserting something that's a few lines down up here now. It says, you got, if you take three stones, and that's making a bimus. A bimus, what happened was, is it was like a, almost like a tripod platform, which I put a Vodazara, and then bow to this stand as well to be part of the Vodazara. So here we say, it sounds like, bimus it says uh, that it'll be asor. So isn't that a, isn't that a kash in after Rabbi Yochanan? Because Rabbi Yochanan says, it was detached, true, but once it's considered, deta- once you attach it to the ground, it's attached. Okay? So it should become asur, whereas the mission says it is asur. So once again, we answer it, the, answer the question um, the same way. In other words, tiftar, you can, so, the solution is it was the stones already bound to, they were worshipped, if you like, prior to them being set up as part of the dimos, and that's why it is considered Asur Kondra Yochanan. Okay? So let's not forget a machlok that we're doing here. The machlok in Rav and Rav Yochanan, and we didn't bring a proof like Kanalakam, or Kashas and Tevitzes, in terms of if it's Talush, Blasov, Hibro, is it considered Talush, or is it considered Machubar? Okay? And the big nafkamina is if you have a pre-existing house and you bow to it, would it become an asr of Zara? And that's what led us in this discussion. Now we ask the following question. So here we've got a, a, quite a few changes once again. Rabchaim says, Vagirsa Mishubesh, Bishibush. The whole girsa is Bishibush, he says. Yeah. Now, now we say, you can see I've changed, rather moving things around, I've sort of changed, I'm marked in red what the word should be. And the, gr- the green is the p- part that was much earlier I'm going to bring in a moment. It says, Vlet Hada Paliga Rabbi Shimon and Lakish. The Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish Omer, Avodazar Shnish Tarim Now, this relates to Malchok ben Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan. Because Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish says, if Avodazar Nish Tarim it like broke, it would be Muteret. Meaning, Avodazar Shnish Tarim Mutarat. Muteret. Meaning, it just like crumbled and fell apart. Meaning, Afa Gavrab Chaim says, the law bitlo, even if the person doesn't go, go ahead and say, I'm a battle this Avodazar, the worship of Avodazar, um, and it just broke on its own. He holds that it's considered mortar. It's almost like the Isra of Adazar goes away from it. Okay? Now, this is the question. Isn't this a kasha? Our mission is a kasha on who? On Reb Shibam and Lakish. Why is it a kasha on Shibam and Reb Lakish? Because he says if a broke crumbled on its own, the Isra of Adazar goes away from it. But we just said, if you, our mission is discussing bricks or stones from, well, it doesn't have to be even from a house, but it says Kazaitmen of Adazar. And we said it's metame b'masa, or it's metame metame b'heset. Sorry, heset b'maga. That's malchuk Rebbe Yekiva and Rechachamim. But you see quite clearly here that even parts of Adavadazara would be metame. So how is it the Reb Shimon and Lakish says if it crumbles on its own, it's 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 muteret. It's not. It's uh, the issue of Adavadazara. Almost the tumor dissipates from it. It's not considered Adavadazara. And then the Gemara continues. Again, moving things around a bit. But even got Why? If you got a Barazara that crumbled on its own, it's Asura. Now, why is this a Kashar Rabbi Yochanan? If you recall, if you go back, I put the notes on the, even the far left hand side if you want to uh, see it in your own time or even look at it now. That's pretty much mostly from Rabbi Chaim. He says, the Kashar Rabbi Yochanan was before. We said, if someone bows to a house, what happens? You bow to a house, the whole house becomes asur. That was a kasher of Yochanan. It's it's karka. We said no, 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 no. What are we talking about? We're talking about where you bow to the stones and then put it as part of a house. But one second, the law can sabri meimar im b'she'enu atilachziram lekayan divrakul mutar. 
But didn't you say then in the machloka that if what if you never intend to what to actually you know, pull it back together again? Like it's man mash nishtabru irusbi. I get it again. Let's read it again. Rabbi Yochanan says it crumbled on its own. It's still asur. However, if you never intended to repair, Rabbi Yochanan would agree that it would be muteret. Okay, but one second again. He said the way we understand the Mishnah regarding the Shtachav Bait that the Bait becomes Asur is I've got pre-existing stones and I've built it into a house. But isn't that the same thing? Don't, shouldn't we say Panim Chadashot Barulakan? Because when you take these bricks from that you've worshipped, you've made it as part of a house, we should say, Listor. You don't want to dismantle the house. You're obviously building, taking these bricks to build a house for as long as it, you know, long as it lasts. So why isn't that the same as breaking Anavada Zara? With the intention never to, uh, with never intention to re- re- reconstructing it again. Do you hear the question? So let's go back. I just want to make it hundred percent clear because um, again, this is a, a bit of a tough sugya. Rishimur and Lakish says that if uh, if a broken osod should be muterat, our mish is a kasha on that because we're talking about parts of Ovazara that are considered uh, considered source of tumah. But our solution to Rabbi Yochanan before was also a kasha. There's a kasha on him. Because as soon as Rabbi Yochanan before, we said that if we're dealing at a, a house, a house, how can a house be, uh, the bricks of a house be asked in the Zara? It's not where you worship the house. That doesn't fit with you because it must be you took pre-existing bricks. But Rabbi Yochanan's of the opinion, if, even though he holds it, it'll still be asur. If you're going to reconstruct it together, then it's muterat, meaning I do have no intention of using it for original purpose ever again. So, so too, when I take these bricks that are worship of Zara and I make it as part of a house, I've got no intention of using it for its original purpose. So it should be like Panim Kharash Labakan, and the house should be, it's almost going back to the original question. How then can we have a house that's uh, the bricks, uh, the bricks are going to be asu? Because it can't be I worshipped it. And according to Briochanan, it should be like a broken, a broken of Zara, no intention of uh, repairing it, because I've effectively built it, no intention of dismantling it, this house. So the Gemara says no. Lo ken sarvim meimar. So in his, in, in, you have to appreciate, he said, now, What's that mean? It says as follows. In other words, if I have no intention of repairing it, we've said it, is mutar. But also there's a flip time aside as well. If I have intention to repair it, then even Reish Lakish, Roshimam and Lakish would agree that it would be Asur. Meaning the machloket between Rabbi Yochan and Rish Lakish is Meaning if everyone agrees that you're going to you're going to repair it again, it would be um, it would be asu. So therefore, our Mishnah. Let's answer it now, Rishim and Lakish. Our Mishnah that says it's despite the fact that we've got crumbled pieces of Avazara and it's a source of tumah, that must mean according to Rishim and Lakish when I'm intending to re- repair it again. So despite the fact that he normally says bestam, if it just crumbled apart, we don't know what the person's intention is, then it's it's considered muteret. However, if I'm going to, if I'm intending to re-repair it, then even Rabbi Rashi Malachi So therefore, let me let me explain it. Um, I'll read you Rabbi Chaim once again because it's an important piece. If the shvarim are in their place, I haven't removed them again. Then it's as if I want to re-repair it. He's only cholek if I'm pinan if I've removed them away. Because when you remove it away, that's Ketihuk So, too, this parts of this house that are considered Asur, it must be the Munachim Bukumam. And it's as if you will ask, and that's where everyone agrees. Okay? And then it continues as well. He says, Okay? 
also it is if you're going to uh, put it back and um, in other words the, we had a cash on him bricks from a house you're putting into a you're putting the house it, it isn't considered a battle and we say no because since it's been kumam it's as if kumam and therefore it's not considered uh, as if a battle so let's just explain this sugya outside so we can appreciate what ha- what happened we have a malchukat between Shimon Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan regarding Avodazar that fell apart. Now, initially we thought the, the machloket was no matter what your intentions were. If it fell apart, Rabbi Shimon Lakish says it's Muteret, and Rabbi Yochanan says it's Asura. However, what we've, what we've discovered due, all through all the kashas from our Mishnah, the other Mishnah of Yochanan, etc., I'm not going to go over them again, that the machloket is a very specific machloket. It's Bistam. Because in, if, you have, if the, it seems the intention is, I have no intention of repairing it whatsoever, then everyone agrees that, you know, that it would be, um, it would be Mutera, that it's, it, it, the Ivodazar disappears away from it. If that intention is Mamash to repair it once again, then everyone agrees, and Roshim and Lakish says, it's, it's still going to be Asur. The Machalkut is only Bistam. So therefore, our Mishnah, which presented the Kasha, according to um, Roshim and Lakish, is where the intention was to repair it. But even if it wasn't intention to repair it, like the fact that the stones and bricks haven't been removed, must mean that it's as if your intention to repair it. That's why even Rashim Lakish would say it would still be Asur. Okay, I hope that is I hope that is clear. Let's continue. Rabba b'shem Rav Rav says, If someone bows to a house, it's Asur. If you bow to a tree, it's it's lo Asur. So but what? So the assumption is it's not it, well, a tree is different. It's not it wasn't attached to Sochibro. Again, because according to Rav, according to his opinion, it's again, Talush, at the top of the page, Talush, Lubasov, Hebro, is considered Talush, and that would be awesome. So what then is the difference between Rav, the, uh, Ilan, and a tree? Well, well, Ilan was planted from the outset. One second, Matanina, Shlosh Asherot, him. You've got three types of Asherahs, and if it's worshipped, Asherahs, Bechubalakarka, what's going on? And it says the tree becomes awesome. What are we talking about? That it was it was bowed to, it was worshipped when it was a Zmora, when it was a detached, and then you end up, end up Attaching to ground, that's why it becomes asur. Levi says, If someone bows to a house, it's asur, or makes it asur, um, which is since I follow Shita Rav. However, when someone bows to a, like a, a cave or something, then it's asur. So, simple answer. Because a bite, there was a moment where it was talush, if you like, like Shita Rav, where it becomes asur. When it comes to a cave, there was never a moment where it was talosh. It was always mechubar, and that something is mechubar doesn't become asur, like we said. Okay, let's continue. We're going to be uh, seeing more proofs. We'll get to this in a moment. Okay, the How do we know that a boat is Torah? Meaning, it's not it doesn't it, it doesn't become tuma. And the pasuk is shnema derech beleviam. Gemara will explain it soon. Just as the Yam is Tahor, so too is Oniatar as well. We'll discuss that soon. Minayin Arugav. Now, this relates to, we, I'm sure you remember this from the, oh, you might not, but uh, maybe the pictures will uh, um, bring back some good or bad memories, depending how you relate to the Sugav. But it says, Minayin Arugav. How do we know that a patch, if you recall, when it comes to big rows of vegetables and things like that, you have to have significant spacing. But if we're dealing with individual things, if it was big thing, if it was rows, you need shisha tfachim. That's right, you need six tfachim. And if it's individual, like pieces, you need a, the spacing has to be one and a half tfachim. But how do we know that in a patch of six by six tfachim, zorim botacha, you can put five, so you can put five inside. Okay, zero nim. Um, arba, the arba ruchotea, four on each side of the aruga, the chadba emtsa. How do I know this? Now, by the way, I've just shared you with a sheet from memory. We did this in a lot of detail when we did Mesech the Kilayim. I'm not going to do that again because this is Mesech the Shabbos, not Kilayim. He will explain it like the Russian in a moment, as we'll explain. 
But if you recall, when it comes to a patch, there's a lot of critical points that Machlok and the Roshonim. One is, do we permit what's called a Rosh Tor? Meaning if it's a configuration where it points, the, the meaning at points, I don't need any spacing. And also what spacing do I need between the di- different uh, vegetables as well? Meaning is it a uh, three tfachim or is it tefach mechetza? There's all these different discussions there. But we're going to explain that. I'm just showing the picture, not necessarily to review it, just sort of to jog your memory. In any event, how do I know I can put five in this thing like six by six? It says ki, pasuk says ki, ka'aret totzit simcha o kekanat zeru eiha. So what's uh, zero hey? Zara tatzmiach lo nemar ela zero eya tatzmiach. We've got this Spanish language of zero eya, which the Gemara will address. So let's first deal with the Oniyab Leviyam. It says once again, lo mineam la marata ma yam tahor afsminator. It says once again, you wanted to learn that this boat is tahor from Oniyab Leviyam. One second, lo minasak la marata ma sak meshamesh b'maim b'maim or meshamesh b'biavasha. Meaning, where do we learn the susceptibility of tumor, the limits, the limits of susceptibility of tumor of kalim for in terms of its dimensions? We learn it from sak. or wasak. It's all all these they're all connected together, all these materials in the pasuk. And the understanding is just as a sak is metal till malevarekam, just as a sack can be carried both empty and, and empty and full. So therefore you learn that certain dimensions, certain kalim, um, if it, they're too big, they can't be the metal malevarekam again to the tower. Let me see this. Um, uh, it says already Rukhaim. It says, So therefore, you can just as a sack can be used both in the water and the land. Which I use the expression but that's a different thing we learn here. So then Svina at a boat is only Mishamesh Bayam. So he says, and Svina Meshamesh Biyam Beno Meshamesh Biyam Beno back to the Gemara. So Rabbana de Kisun Yamei no. Zul Svina Shel Cheres. In other words, I still need the Pasuk to teach us by Svina because a boat can be made of lots of materials and Cheres is one of those materials that is actually not mentioned in the Pasuk along with Sak. Ma Sak Eno Maled Al Kol Amur Baparsha Yatsekli Cheres She Eno Ketub Baparsha Shil Meda La Sak. So he says, so therefore, Rirab Chaim, he says, he actually says, De Ma Sak Eno Maled Ela Al Kol Amur Baparsha uh, meaning, Kentrich Lamar, he says, changing gears today. Yatsa Svina Mecheres, She'enuk Tuvah Parsha. Cheres in Svina, that's made of Cheres, is not written in the Parsha. Vavamina, da'af, ain't ain't a mesha mesha, elabaya. Maybe, therefore, since it's not part of the, it's not connected to Sak, it would be, uh, it would be, it could be Tamit. Lachen, that's why I need the other Pasuk on Yabelevia. Okay, let's look at, let's now continue with, go back to a bit of Asugim Kilaim. Now, this is, these pictures are almost directly from the, the shiur that we gave on Kilaim. Literally, I copied it straight up because it's basically, we go through that, that sugya. Not all of it, but a, a piece of it. So the question is, let's have a look. How do I know zero here? So mir zero reha, because it seems to be in a plural, is shnayim. So the assumption is that that's how we learn it. But how do you get from two to five? We'll get there soon. Amrav Shmuel Bar Sistra says, mishnayim atalamed arba. Now, how is this shnayim going to work? Because shnayim must be in the configuration of Rosh Tor. How else can it be that you can have two um, two different products close to each other? The assumption is Rosh Torah, if they're meeting at a point, you don't need any spacing. So it must be that's what we're talking about, too. But once you've got two, that Pasuk's teaching zero AR, that you can have many, at least two, <coughs> in the Rosh Torah configuration, therefore you can learn Lamed Arba. Okay? Why can you learn Arba? Because once you allow Rosh Torah, you can have a look at the uh, this case over here. See where you've got uh, starting on each of the sides and coming into the middle. And you still will have one and a half tfachim spacing between uh, between them 
except for whether again rosh tor, except where it narrows down to rosh tor, where you know you don't have to have any spacing at all. Okay, that's a get to four. So again, mishnah matalamid arba, mash shishal Just with two, you start from the edge and narrow down to the middle, like the picture at the top. Af arba as well, not shish. You start at the edges and umeit sarv olech. And then and, and, and then it says the if shar the if shar if you like shelo yesham nekev echad panui litabo beemsa and if you've got four on each side and you've got there's going to, definitely going to be a space right in the center because everything's narrowing to an oh, infinitesimal point there's going to be a space to put you one in the emsa so that's how you get to five so I'm Rabbi Yona avoda pogat pogat avoda ve'en min pogat bechaver lechovshot what he means is as follows rosh tor works if you've got mamash two different uh, sections. Then meeting meeting uh, at points, so a point meaning at a flat surface, all the different ways we explained Rosh in the past. However, that's okay for the four, but the one you're suggesting to place in the center, that's going to be what's called chavush, if you recall. Even if the, everything's meaning Rosh since it's completely surrounded, that's going to mix it. It looks like kilaim, and that can't be permissible. So this configuration over here, like we're showing with this uh, that picture, if you like, with a dot in the middle and the red, that doesn't work. So therefore, it has to be like, Reb Chaim says, it would have to be like this picture we have, like the Russia in the beginning, where you have it almost narrowing down to the center. Again, one and a half fachim between each of the, they're called the triangles at the, at the end. But the triangles end. They're trying with, with a tefach and away from that thing in the middle, so it's not kavush. So therefore, the dot you have in the middle is a tefach and away from those parts that are angling in. Okay? So Rabbi Yeshua, and that's just to finish it now, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi Amar, where do we see then that there can be um, five? Okay, where do you see in the puzzle? Where does it suggest five? Because we've said, by the way, that the five itself, if it was more than that, it, it technically, by the way, you could have, with all the spacing, I showed you a picture, you can have nine, the picture next to the rush. At the time, we explained that that doesn't work because it looks like an irbuya. It looks, it, it looks, it begins to look like a complete mixture. It doesn't look like different things. It looks, my much looks like Hilai. So therefore, but anyway, the, the Gemara now asks, where's the proof in the puzzle that Mishnah suggested? Zero Aya implies it. So here, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says, now we've got to change some words here. Zara, zar, it says Zara, Zara, with a hey at the end, take out the yud, and zar, Zeru Eha, but without the vav. So the, it's ketiv without the vav. So it had three letters, four letters, then five letters. So in other words, since it could have said Zara, and it used a word that has five letters, so therefore we can say we learn from the number of letters the number of minutes. Okay, that's why. And Rabbi Yehuda, when Rabbi Yehuda, if you, I'm not sure if you remember this, but in Masech the Kilaim, we saw he actually says you can fit in six. Uh, he says to Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Shisha says that he learns it because it says Zara 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 like and Zeru Eha. He says it's Ktiv with the Vav, not without the Vav. So that's therefore you got six letters. Okay, that's how you get to six. Million. All right, Seder. Have a good day, everyone. Have a good Shabbos too.